0: From the... I don't know what to say. I'm just speechless. To the... I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more. From just £2 a ticket. No purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions. See mckinneycompetitions.com
1: We lost We lost a Christmas party uh, lunchtime today. There was 30 people. There was um, a local man who would have took out to all the staff and he cancelled just because he didn't want to risk anyone getting COVID and then we have day for Christmas and then we had um, a group of teachers who were booked in this evening um, from a local secondary school and they had to cancel as well so we, we have been hit hard by the cancellations this weekend although we're allowed, we're being allowed to trade but we're not trading as normal so I mean if if you look at a, a normal day's sales you know we do probably 80% of our sales in the evening time with people coming out for dinners you know lunch is only really a quick quick bite or you know it's yeah it's not the same and if if we are going into sort of more restricted service then it is going to impact even more businesses. I know now someone uh, during the week there, their phone died and the only form of identification that was the the app so which had their face and their QR code so we had to let them charge the phone and then like, prove it was them. We are complying by the rules and we are doing our best but it is a bit frustrating whenever you know other sectors and other industries aren't as heavily, you know, restricted as we are, you know, and that sort of puts a lot more stress on us to, to manage it rather than, you know, it just being the norm, you know, like you can go to a church and there's very little restrictions, whereas to come in a hospitality venue, you know, there's a lot more onus on us.
0: Kieran McAllister and Gavin Bates, were in the news in RMI back in um, August 2020, when they took over the halfway house in Banbridge after it had been forced to close um, due to the pandemic. Um, Restaurants are back in the news again in recent days, since the regulations have tightened again with the new threat. Um, People are canceling their bookings And with the numbers rising rapidly, um, it looks like things could get even worse before or after Christmas. This is your host Elaine Ingram. Uh, That was the voice of Carolyn when I caught up with him at the halfway house, and he um, gave us his thoughts on the situation. Hi, Carolyn. Um, Here we are again. It feels like deja vu around here. Although I have to say, I'm here in the in the halfway house, and uh, I came in, and it's definitely really festive feel about it and there seems to be plenty of people out enjoying their enjoying their meals but you know as we all know everything that's going on in the news right now um everything seems to be completely up in the air again and um since the vaccine passports and everything came in uh there's been news about cancellations and and all sorts of stuff like that and problems with you know people not having their vaccine passports with them or you know different things that are going on how how have you been finding um in terms of cancellations first how have you been finding that
1: we have had quite a few cancellations um the first few weeks in december seen quite a few with a lot of people then been hesitant about going out around uh the festive period and about coming out with their covid passports and stuff and then once the 13th of december came along there was a lot more cancellations because people just didn't have their passports ready or Hadn't been vaccinated and just weren't sort of buying into it. But overall, everyone who's come in, they have responded well. They received well the the restrictions that we've we've had to enforce. Um, and there's been no real backlash yet. Um, we did have a few tables this week who who weren't prepared and had nothing organised, so we couldn't serve them because they didn't have any negative negative tests or exemption certificates. Or um, so they, they they were prepared. So we lost that trade. But there has been quite a significant drop in trade this week because I think with people being a bit more cautious now with the Omicron variant now spreading so quickly and people are nervous about getting Covid because after obviously the 15th of December if they if they have Covid they would then have to isolate over Christmas. Yeah I suppose that is a
0: real concern for people yeah and then um, I suppose it didn't help last night when uh, the um, the BMA came out and said you know basically said i wouldn't stand in a i wouldn't stand in a queue i wouldn't uh, be you know anywhere where there are people everybody should just stay at home and i mean i know i know obviously uh, the concern is for everybody's health but it seems that there's an awful lot of um, confusion out there coming from the government i mean it's not we're, i know i i understand like that this has all just come upon us all very quickly but surely this was coming down the tracks and you know there should have been maybe more pre- preparation do you think?
1: No, I do agree with you. There has been such a mixed message, so it has it has been quite confusing for people, and even for us as a venue. You know, we're we're trying to keep up to up to date with all the restrictions and the, the changes of decisions, and we have to be quite reactive rather than be you know ahead of it. We have to just sort of follow follow suit to everyone else.
0: Yeah, and how, how difficult is that? I mean, it must be really really hard for you. The measures that you have to put in place in the first place. I mean, I see. Obviously, I came in here now, and you know, I'm asked for my do do you do you have to have the actual vaccine passport or are the cards good enough at the moment because Um, anybody doesn't have the thing downloaded and that
1: well yeah there's multiple ways of which you can uh, which is your COVID passport as I say so if you have a negative um, lateral flow test which is um, authorized by the NHS uh, tech service that's valid also um, a positive COVID test within the last 180 days but not within the last 15 days that's also valid the wee blue card, the vaccination card. Does
0: it card. have to be a PCR test, or can yeah. it be, can you be? you can it? have
1: a PCR test as well. That's. But can that.
0: it does a lateral flow? You know the antigen tests that you do at home. Are they are they acceptable?
1: Yes, they are, but not the actual. Do bring the actual test with you, but. Oh,
0: the, the um, email from the. If you
1: register that test, with the NHS website, then you get a certificate sent to you that it is negative as it's What date. would an
0: email do from the NHS saying? Yeah, as long yeah. as it's
1: from the official website, and then obviously you need photographic ID to prove that you're that person.
0: Yeah, that's probably been an issue with people forgetting their IDs. Well, yeah, because
1: you have to bring quite a quite a few things. Or so, um, I know now someone uh, during the week there, their phone died, and the only form of identification ad had was the the app, so which had their face and their QR code. So we had to let them charge the phone and then like, prove it was them. But it's just a bit it's a bit awkward at times because it's sort of it's not normal activity for coming into a restaurant, you know. It's, and but we're trying to do our best to. Sort of make people feel welcome but also be patient with them because it is like some elderly people maybe are not as good with phones as others and uh, maybe some people forgot their wallet and you know all the stuff's in it it's just like you know it's just one of those things you have to endure
0: and your staff i mean for your staff there's you know they're they're busy enough as it is does has half their job job become administrative now and you know standing at doors and checking all these things Is you know if you got to you know retrain your staff basically in in in, in all the things that they have to do
1: yeah well thankfully now we haven't had any conflict from any customers yet so it's all been very peaceful and very um cooperative but yeah the staff have sort of had to take an additional role and you know like be covid marshals almost you know and check with people but also then reassure people that they're in a safe environment and you know we can space them out and you know it's 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 just one of those things where it's just more work you know and we're probably losing a bit of trade because of it so it's not not ideal
0: yeah, have you, have you, do you feel like you now with cancellations and stuff, I know you said you haven't had that much, do you think that maybe this week it will drop again? I mean, you must have a lot of Christmas parties and things like that planned
1: yeah, coming well, up that
0: have been booked. Do you,
1: we lost we lost a Christmas party uh, lunchtime today. There was 30 people. It was um, a local man who would have took out to all the staff and he cancelled just because he didn't want to risk anyone getting COVID and then they have an isolated for Christmas. And then we had um, a group of teachers who were booked in this evening. Um, from a local secondary school, and they had a council as well. So we we have been hit hard with the cancellations this weekend. But in Sandin, we have picked up a couple of tables, which is good because those bigger parties might not be going as one unit, but then maybe the smaller teams are deciding to go out. But um, no, we have had cancellations, and even no- notably with today being, you know, the last Friday before Christmas. You know, it's sort of it, it, it's normally a lot busier than it is now. Yeah,
0: that'd be a traditional um, time for people to go out. Yeah. Um. And, but for a restaurant as well. There's one thing you know, people canceling parties, you know, that are in bars or anything like that. But for a restaurant, you've all that food ordered. I mean, I know you said you were able to salvage it with smaller parties this time. But for for some places and you know, on other occasions, you've you you have food bought in, you know, knowing how many customers you're going to have, how many tables you're going to have for some a specific weekend or a day or whatever. And then what happens to all that all that food that's been ordered in? You know, it's going to it's not going to last, is it? Or?
1: well, we <clears throat> we bought a lot of our food and planned ahead in November, so we had sort of forecasted our figures and forecasted our, our numbers, and we looked at the bookings. And but it has with back then there was no chat or no evolution of Omicron, but whereas now this has just sort of been sprung upon us, and we just have to react as best we can. Now we we haven't ordered as much now for this week, but we do have quite a bit of stock in holding, so um, we're salvaging what we can and using what we can, as a, so to minimise waste.
0: Yeah, because yeah, that must be one of the things. And but as well as that, like your staff itself, it seems like with with all of this stuff going on, it's you know, they're telling people to not go out, to stay at home, and to work from home and everything else. But the industry, this industry, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't operate like that. Your staff must be under an awful lot of pressure coming up to Christmas, and they don't know what's going on. There's no furlough anymore. You know, what do you envision ha- happening in the next in the coming weeks?
1: Well, a lot of our staff, um, you know, here who are part time are sort of relying on this, these Christmas hours coming in so they can have extra money for Christmas and for the holiday season. But whereas now yesterday was a lot quieter than last Thursday, which isn't normal. Like we should we should have been busier last night than we were previous week because it's getting closer to Christmas. But whereas I think with all that's in the media and in the news it sort of is maybe putting people off. Um so we will have to look at the routes and make sure that we're obviously staffed accordingly. Um and also hope that it may be busy enough that we need everyone.
0: Yeah, but what happens to those people? They're just it's just too bad, you know. I suppose there's there's nothing put in place at the moment. I know the government are under pressure to start bringing in some sort of measures measures to, to keep people. Above water, but uh, there's nothing. We're we're all just it's just a waiting game at this stage, isn't it? You know? Yeah,
1: well, there's there there is that worry in amongst the staff, but thankfully that we have been busy enough that everyone has felt like no one's lost shifts or no one's lost jobs or anything yet. You know, it's it's we've been ticking along lately so I can't complain. But it's just sort of disappointing that you know instead of us having maybe 150 in, we're maybe only getting 100. You know, so although we're still busy, it's just not quite what it should be at Christmas.
0: Yeah, and yourself now here. Um, you just taken over this business I mean during it was um, in 2020 I, I, you know I'm sure you you definitely weren't expecting expecting this it was yourself and your partner Gavin um, bought the businesses it closed down during lockdown the, the first lockdown and yeah. um, you decided to take the leap it's unusual for for anyone to take on something such as this you know at 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 a time like that, I mean, what was the thinking behind that?
1: <laughs> well, when, when the first lockdown first came about back in March 2020, I was working in Titanic at the time. And then after a few months, um, I got made redundant. So I had lost my job because of COVID and my wife had lost her job. So we sort of didn't have much in line. And then the opportunity came up to look at the halfway house. And it's a great business, a great potential and myself and gavin looked at it and we thought right you know why don't we just try and give it a go and you know put it in a bit energy behind it um we weren't lucky because we, it took us five weeks in august to get open and then in september we got five weeks of trade and then we had to close down that was for the second lockdown and then we reopened again for just about, just over two weeks in the run up to christmas now back then there was there was restrictions where there was no casual drinking and um you can only have a drink if you were eating um but there was quite an appetite for people to come out in the run-up to Christmas last year, and um, then, of course, we closed on Christmas Eve. Well, we
0: the difference between last year and this year was that we knew that we were going to be open for a while, and we kind of, everybody knew that it was going to be a short window of getting out and enjoying ourselves, because, we you know, we were expecting to be locked down again. But this time, this is, this is very different.
1: Yeah, it is very different, because there's, there's a lot of uncertainty now, you know, and, and it was quite clear last year that, you know, we were getting a short spell, and, you know so we all put a lot of energy and effort into making what we could when we could, you know, and which was good. But then come Christmas Eve last year, we closed down for the, for the big lockdown, but then we didn't anticipate it being so long. It was just over five months, you know, so it was quite a spell for a business to be closed. Now we did do takeaways, but we made that decision, uh, in order to pay some of the staff, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to have the business closed completely and shut the doors. We also wanted to service the local community and, um, you know offer that service to them you know because i know a lot of people in rural areas you know maybe a bit lonely and would not see their neighbors as often as what city folk would so yeah uh offering that service was was good and it got us to know the locals a lot more and and, know
0: your customers yeah. and, and bring in more customers for when you did reopen
1: well yeah we kept our social media active and we kept pushing things out there we even offered deliveries and that was just the staff themselves you know he would drive the food out to people and um, it was good to interact with people and see people because back then, you know, we were all in lockdown. And
0: and you were introducing yourselves as the new business owners as well. So I suppose yeah, it was, a, right, you yeah. know what I mean, it was probably a good thing all around that you were getting that um, involvement with the community during that time. So I suppose in some ways that was, might have been, it was a good thing in some ways. Did, yeah. you, did you keep up the delivery services at all or is that yeah, all Yeah, no, we,
1: we we kept going right the way through until um, early May. But just, just before we reopened again, Uh which is the spell we're open for now. So we know we kept we kept it going, it was good.
0: Get ready to shake up summer with the Get Active ABC Sunshine Fill Programme for kids and families. Get set for land-based adventure at our summer schemes or why not get adventurous and maybe get wet at our Splashtastic Water Sports Summer Programme. There are so many things to do and all we need is you. See getactiveabc.com summer for all the details. And how difficult was it? How many, what sort of measures did you have to put in? How, I mean, it must be expensive to put all the things that you have to put in in place for, with, with all the restrictions that have been brought in for a restaurant. You know, is it an expensive venture?
1: Well, yeah, it is because we had to reduce the numbers. So we had to take our tables and jars and space people out. Um, well, yeah, a lot of
0: restaurants now found that they ended up being, you mean, shutting down because of, for that very reason, that they just couldn't sustain... Yeah. you know they just couldn't sustain it as a business you know their their places as businesses with half with only half open but you didn't have that problem here because it's quite large here anyway
1: yeah we we're very lucky here in the halfway that we do have the space um we converted our function room into an additional part of the restaurant so instead of seating 90 people in the restaurant you know side by side we spread it out across the whole venue so it also opened up the venue for another possible revenue stream you know for people to come and see the function room as a As another destination venue, rather than sitting in the in the restaurant.
0: Yeah, and what about the the they brought in the voucher scheme then as well? Was that did you find that beneficial to you at all, or do you think people were going out spending in the shops, or were were there a lot of people using it for restaurants?
1: Yeah, I was I was surprised how many people used it. You know, it was a lot of uh, the locals who were supporting us. You know, it it almost was a way of them returning the favor for us. You know, supporting them with with the takeaways and stuff, and we offered up a twenty percent voucher back if they spent the hundred pound here. So that then we give them a twenty pound voucher for them to use anytime within the next year, just as a way I said thank you.
0: Yeah, it's amazing the way people were very innovative and things like that. Like businesses like were I found like have to be on they really have to be on the ball, coming up with things like that, ideas like that, where you see if you if you spend it here, we'll, you know, throw in something like that to encourage people. But that's that must be the business man in you or the you know i suppose that's what it takes to be a business person i would never thought i would never have thought of something like that
1: i know it's always good just to come up with different scenarios and uh PR's done so we can push on social media and you know try and set set ourselves aside from the competition
0: yeah how important is social media in your business now these days well it's a
1: major major part in the business because nowadays everyone has social media and social media is on everyone's phones which is in their hands so it's quite instantaneous you know publicity if, if you do put a post up and you know you ask for engagement you can get it you know pretty quickly in people's hands rather than uh, the old school methods of flyers and advertising papers and stuff
0: yeah and what do you think is going to happen you know if, if 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 we do go back into lockdown again i mean do you see not just your own restaurant but for the hospitality industry in general do you think that this is going to be a disaster you know, in terms of there's gonna be a lot of businesses that just won't be able to take it anymore.
1: Yeah, I would I would say that. I say there's a lot of businesses that maybe who are hoping for a strong Christmas to carry them through the winter months, maybe might not have as strong a Christmas as what they hope. And also it's it's always the start stopping of of hospitality, which is hurting it because then you're having to retrain staff, you're having to, you know, get people back into working in into rhythm of service, you know, and it's it's hard because the last lockdown was a long spell of time and you know it's sort of it it is hard for people to be sitting at home so long and you know but i do think a lot of businesses are going to struggle
0: yeah i know yeah it's definitely it's it's definitely going to be um we're going to have it looks like it's, we're not com- we're not coming out of the woods you know anytime soon by by the looks of things so it's going to have to be you know long term long term strategy
1: yeah no i think you're right yeah, it is going to have to be a long term strategy because we can't keep opening and reclosing every time there's a new variant or every time there's uh, additional restrictions or the numbers spike. You know, we just have to do everything as a unit rather than just, you know, slowly reacting to the increase in numbers.
0: Yeah. Have you had any sort of feedback from your customers or, you know, anything like that about what they would like to or what they're...
1: A lot of customers are sort of hesitant now. You know, they're a bit nervous and you can see them as anxious now as what they were maybe this time last year whenever, you know, we were only having a short spell service, but... It is. I think it's just with so much being in the news and then, you know publicised about the Omnicom variant and people are a bit nervous.
0: And and another thing I was just thinking there was, um, during that summer when they had the eat out to help out scheme, did you think that was a good, a good thing, <laughs> or, I don't know if it's just me, but I found that it, maybe it might have been better to have a eat, eat in and to help out and have the only way you could get the cheap deal was if you brought the food home instead of. You see places that there were like takeaways, putting putting tables in their venues so that they could, you know, take you know advantage of it. I was thinking, this is just loads of people all gathered in the one place. <laughs> is, is it not like a bit counterproductive? I don't know, maybe it's just me. I thought that seemed a bit counterproductive. I know it was probably good for in, getting numbers in, but...
1: Well, I actually think it was a very good scheme in particularly for the hospitality industry and also for customers because it gave them an incentive to go out and to try new restaurants and try new venues and new establishments because back then a lot of people were still nervous and sort of they got into maybe a rhythm of just eating at home and going to the big chain supermarkets rather than supporting local and you know going to a local restaurant in the local pub and you know um it also was a great socializing element as well because you know families who were like I myself I have four children and you know so lockdown was tough because you're you're at home all the time there's only so much you can do but whereas when they know to help out then it sort of it was an incentive for us to go out and try something to eat, you know, and you know go somewhere new,
0: yeah, I suppose it was outside too. people it was a summertime, so people were outside, you know, yeah. were eating outside. We that. actually
1: missed the you know to help us came here to halfway. We, yeah, you weren't yeah, we, we we didn't avail of it no, but yeah, um, if there's another one, I hope, hope hope we can make the most of it.
0: well, that's the the difference now is you know if we' heading into the we're in the thick of winter now as well. so it's we're back in the the dark days. You know, it doesn't help. And the other thing, you know, in the south now, I know the news coming in today is, and I, I, it could have all changed by the time this podcast is um, is, is is brought out. But um, they're talking about this evening. They're talking about bringing in a, a five o'clock closures for for theatre and restaurants and bars and everything. Which it hasn't come in yet. This has just been recommended by Neffert. But um, if that, and I know, like that's not. That's not up here. But what ha- what has happened before is there te- there has been a tendency to try and have an all-Ireland approach to things. And so potentially, if that did happen in the Republic, then, you know, it could be something that could come in here. Now, that, that to me would potentially be very, very, very difficult because basically they're saying it basically is a lockdown without actually calling it a lockdown. So, yeah, yeah I
1: would agree with you there because... Although we're allowed, we're being allowed to trade, but we're not trading as normal. So, I mean, if if you look at a a normal day sales, you know, we do probably eighty percent of our sales in the evening time with people coming in for dinners. You know, lunch is only really a quick a quick bite, or you know, it's yeah, it's not the same. And if if we are going into sort of more restricted service, then it is going to impact even more businesses.
0: Yeah, I'd say there'll be an awful lot more closures, especially for even it's one thing for restaurants if people do eat at night time, but bars, I mean you know, or even theatres or venues for people who are in the entertainment industry for gigs or anything like that, that's, you know, that is going to be, if that does happen, I don't want to be a doomsayer, but if it does happen, I think for, it seems that a lot of this, um, are, the, are the government out of touch with the reality of people's lives? You know, it's one thing to say people can work from home and stay at home and don't go out, but are they under some illusion Are they not understanding that there's so many industries that have to be at work and need people and are working, you know, really, really hard to follow all the guidelines and keep everybody, their staff and their customers as safe as possible? Um, you know, that, you know, they're not being given the opportunity to just, you know, go along with what has been what has been happening. And, you know, I think that businesses are trying their best and there doesn't, you know, they are doing their best and they're complying with the rules.
1: Yeah, well, like, we, we are complying by the rules and we are doing our best, but it is a bit frustrating whenever, you know, other sectors and other industries aren't as heavily, you know, restricted as we are, you know, and that sort of puts a lot more stress on us to to manage it rather than, you know, it just being the norm. You know, like, you can, you can go into a church and there's very little restrictions, whereas to come in a hosp- hospitality venue, you know, there's a lot more onus on us to and place sporting,
0: it. in sp- sporting events.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Like the big stadiums and stuff. and yeah. Um it is hard, but it, I think if, if they did restrict it to early closures and stuff, it is gonna put a lot of people off not going out and it is gonna have a greater impact on the economy because obviously hospitality feeds so many other industries, you know, taxi services, suppliers, farmers, you know, there's there's yeah, so much more yeah, involved I mean, than just hospitality. It's it's a a bigger picture.
0: Yeah, it is a bigger picture. I mean it goes yeah, as you say, it goes up. And for
1: me I've worked out nearly all my life in hospitality, so it's what I know, it's what I've you know, it's 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 normal for me to work long hours and late nights and weekends, whereas if, if everything's restricted it's not normal service. You know, it's it's unusual, so it's I think it's gonna to be tough on a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, thanks very much for talking to me, Carolyn. I and if you know, hopefully things will just get better, not worse and hopefully we'll get through this Christmas. Um, and you won't have too many more cancellations or, or problems. And I, as I said, like when I came in here, you know, the place is bustling. There are customers out there. You can hear them all laughing. It smells, the food smells delicious, it looks like. And it's really festive and Christmassy. So.
1: No, thank you. You appreciate it. Yeah,
0: hopefully it stays like that.
1: Yeah, no, fingers crossed. And uh, hopefully we get a good weekend and a good run next week.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Since that was recorded um, on Friday afternoon, The Irish government didn't go quite as far as NFET recommendations with the 5 o'clock closing and they have come out and said that 8pm will be the cut-off time. Maybe an all-Ireland approach will be taken or maybe not, Um, who knows. But hopefully things won't come to that and um, we can all enjoy a happy and safe Christmas. Remember to keep getting all of your news from Arma I and I hope you join us next time for our podcast. From the, I don't know what to say, I'm just speechless. To the, God, I, can't it. I, can't it. I can't it. We see all sorts of life-changing moments at McKinney Competitions. How would you react? Cars, houses, tech bundles and more. From just £2 a ticket, no purchase necessary. For competitions, rules and conditions, see mckinneycompetitions.com.